Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and Woman of the Dragon, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, we'll let, we'll let you guys decide. Yeah. Well, that there's a... Ch- I've messed this up already. Anyway, my name is Connor McKenna. I'm Rebecca Pater. And, yeah, so, guys, I know that hasn't been an episode for a while, and honestly, it's killing me. It is. Like, it's, very just, it's driving me nuts, us. because... <laughs> I haven't been angry, but it's just like, it's been really... A little clean, bit, so really little bit frustrated, though. <laughs> no, it, it it it's really hard to sync up like all our time syncs, and the problem is uh, this issue and Iron Fist uh, fourteen or fifteen. I don't know the next Iron Fist issue. I did not want to cover by myself, so this issue because I'm sure there's a lot I don't get, a lot of like references I don't get in this issue, and the Sabretooth issue because I know Carl. Like I I feel like I, I want Carl there for his like you know. I don't know. It's it's the introduction to Sabretooth. It's like a big thing, it's you know. Huge. Um, yeah. So I I just didn't want to do that by myself either. So that's why it's taken so long to get an episode out. Um, and I I guess I could have done bonus episodes, but it was more. By the time I found out that there was no episode, it was too late to even do a bonus episode. You know. So speaking of um, bonus episodes, uh, feel free to offer feedback. I got some good feedback about the Daredevil ones I did, so, you know, this is an Iron Fist podcast with tangents, I guess, so the bonus episodes can't really be about Iron Fist because there's not enough Iron Fist to go around. So, I mean, if you guys are happy with Daredevil, if you want to hear about, like, uh, some of my other favorites, like Ghost Rider or Superman or Batman or whatever, like, let me know. I'll take requests as well. I got an Orson Randall request, so I might oh, do that yeah, for the next bonus episode. Um, and uh, somebody gave some feedback to me and Carl on the one we did with a suggestion for the next one oh, we yeah. do, and funnily enough, it was the one we were discussing doing. So, eventually, oh, if we ever sync up again, that'll be another Daughters of the Dragon-y one. Yeah, cool. So... Yeah, that that's that's been what's happening. We're not going anywhere. I, I just can't stress that enough. Um, I'll I'll make sure to yeah, because I've gotten positive feedback for the bonus episode. So I'll try and make sure if there's no Iron Fist episode coming out, I'll get a bonus episode. Out. I'm just worried that too many non Iron Fist episodes will come out. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, but you know, if I ever did, if I ever did one, it would probably be about weird issues of Iron Fist, like Marvel <laughs> Divas. Or something oh. like that. So. Yeah. One of the girly ones. <laughs> yeah, I've got to, it's my demographic, what can I say? That's that's a good point, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're covering this week Power Man and Iron Fist 10. Yes, a bit delayed, but I've already explained that, so. Right, so let's get started. The cover. Um, Start of Harlem Burns here. Oh, it's the first part in a series. Okay, I didn't yeah. even notice that before. Yeah. So the cover we have are uh, Danny and Luke in poses. Actually, you can take the cover. You can. Oh no, it. I'm not gonna. It's got, it's got, all. It's got the the baddies that we're gonna meet in the issue. 
Yeah, it's got the so, mysterious hooded figure. It has black yep. cat. We've got black, black cat, Mr. Tombstone. Fish. Mr. Fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Mr. Fish. He's the best. Um, yeah, we're going to meet them all in the issue, though. So, But they're all like Danny and Luke uh, back to Hot back mouth. in their little pose. And all the others kind it's of got, lounging around around them. That's pretty cool. It's Cotton Mouth in the middle, right? Yep. And they've got Cotton Mouth and the other one's Duntrell, isn't it? Because he narrates some of it, I think. I thought it was Ray. Oh, whichever. One of them narrates it, anyway. Don Trell narrates it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that's the cover. It's a pretty decent cover. Um, I like same it. style of artwork. Yeah. I like the... Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... It does so a good job of I'll... advertising what's going to happen. But... Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll read out the recap, because it's been a while, so... Orphan Daniel Rand and the power of the Iron Fist in the mystical city of Kunlun. As an adult, Danny oversees the Rand Corporation and moonlights as Iron Fist, Kung Fu defender of the innocent. Prisoner Luke Cage is subjected to experiments that gave him superhuman strength and durability. As Power Man, he's been a hero and an Avenger, and now a husband and father. After years apart, they're back together as heroes for hire. Power Man and Iron Fist. Luke and Danny were hired to protect victims of preemptive strike vigilantes using the supernatural software Agnitus. Did I pronounce that right? Right now, uh, to imprison people for <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> to imprison people for crimes they didn't commit. When preemptive strike assaulted their targets at Heroes for Hire HQ, the police couldn't sort the guilty from the innocent. HQ got wrecked. Danny got sent to jail. And outside Riker's prison, Captain Marvel and her goon squad that didn't actually <laughs> confronted Luke. <laughs> Ulysses had foreseen him breaking Danny out. A superpowered fight ensued, damaging the prison and letting some jailbirds fly, including Black Mariah, who Luke and Danny defeated when she made a run at Tombstone's territory. Now Power Man and Iron Fist, who's out on parole, are back on the streets trying to clean up the mess. And David Walker is the writer, Sanford Green is the artist, Lee Loughridge is the color artist, VC's Clayton Clowes does the letter is the letter and production, but Sanford Green is the cover artist. Eric Kennedy, Mike Diodato, and Rain Barreto. Oh, I hope I got that right. Okay. Are the variant cover artists. Kathleen Wisniewski is the assistant editor. Jake Thomas is the editor. Axel Alonso is the editor-in-chief. Joe Casada is the chief executive officer. Dan Buckley is the publisher. Alan Fine is the executive producer. Oh, my God. I know. It's a mouthful. Do you remember when there was only, like, four names to read out? Yes. <laughs> what well, is we, to be honest, like? we probably, you probably only need to go as far as editor. I reckon. The rest are pretty standard across Marvel stuff. It's so. all or nothing. Okay. So we got a flashback back in the day. We have uh, Tombstone, Black Mariah, uh, Cornell and Raymond. So, like, uh, the Mortimer, who's Mr. Fish. Yep. Uh, this is before Lonnie, who's Tombstone, talked normal, not all whispery-like. So... And it's really yeah. cool because the colours are very muted to show we're in the Yes. Past. And uh, do, we have uh, Dontrell narrating, and they're all just hanging out, you know, playing... I don't know what they're doing. Counting money, I guess. Yeah, they um, look like counting money. There's definitely some jewels on the table. So. And uh, Dontrell had a brilliant idea, and he's holding up an article of The Sinister Six Beats Spider-Man. Without a hyphen. Yeah. That's it, I'm not reading the issue anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's like, uh, if we team up, essentially, we rule everything across 110th Street and up into the Bronx. 
So they, they he's like, you know, he's just starting to got to come up with a gimmick, something that identifies them as a collective force, you know, or just a, a super bad guy team. Yeah, because they want to be as good as the Sinister Six. Yeah, and Don Trell is repeating in the narration, it was my idea. Never forget that. But and, it's uh, you came up with the next phase. Yeah. And Mr. Fish, pre-fissioning, uh, says that Kingpin's got a lock on everything. And then Tombstone replies, Man, forget that Mr. Clean-looking fat piece of jelly. I've got an idea. Some we get fools talking. And Lonnie came up with the brilliant idea... <laughs> And they all filed their teeth. <laughs> I'll tell you, if and, anyone told me to file my teeth, I'd be like, no. And Dontrell's narration is just talking like that. This was just an ingenious yeah, idea. Yeah, he thinks it's like, brilliant. He's like, got to give him credit where credit's due. And everyone's smiling with their filed teeth. And now Mortimer's definitely Mr. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> He came up with the name for the gang. The Fang Gang. <laughs> Terrible. Now it, now Cornell's calling himself Cottonmouth, like the snake. Raymond's going by the name Piranha. You know, Cottonmouth, Piranha, and then Mr. Fish. Yeah, well, he hasn't like, named himself Mr. Like, Fish. He stays Mortimer, and he just says, we're going to be the fan gang. I don't know when, yeah, he, I don't know when he becomes Mr. Fish. Though, Dontrell doesn't seem to file his teeth, and Black Mariah doesn't either. No, because so. women aren't stupid. Just saying. No comment. <laughs> I repeat what I said before about if anyone told me to file my teeth. Nope. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's a good point. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you cover the next bit. So Mr. Fish okay. says something slimy to Mariah. We've no idea what. Except she calls him a Probably fish literally. Like yeah, probably literally something like, I'll bite you with my new pointy teeth. Um, <laughs> um... And we get the then the the others like there's a bit of a fight between them because you know of the treat how they treat ladies and it, but then Don Charles saying but just imagine what could have been the fang gang <laughs> and then uh, and then how how the stories it would they would have told about us it would have been glorious you see Mariah give a a good old slap to uh, is that Tombstone yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah. the fang he gang calls is better her a than fat heifer. So she uh, whacks him round the face. They're better than the bloody uh, emissaries of evil in Daredevil. The fang oh gang is not God. essentially a terrible name for a gang, but it's you know it's this it's the filing of teeth and like you know. But then. So uh, I'm just gonna. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I just want to go off attention. Give a brief history lesson about the emissaries of evil. This is Daredevil Sinister Six. And it is so awful and lazy. Uh, they first appeared in Daredevil Annual 1, and Daredevil's villains are so terrible that Stan Lee probably thought, hey, let's have Electro lead them. We'll just get someone from Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery because Daredevil beat up Electro that one time. And Electro is like, I can't beat up Spider-Man, so I'm going to beat up Daredevil instead. And he forms the Emissaries of Evil, so we got big names like Stiltman, Leapfrog, uh, the oh, Matador. Leapfrog, yeah. The Matador, which is quite possibly one of the worst villains of all time. Uh, and there was like another one, but he's probably so forgettable I can't even remember. <laughs> and it is the and they try to play it kind of seriously, but it is the lamest supervillain team I've ever. And Daredevil beats them in 
a very quick amount of time at the end, but it is just embarrassing, embarrassingly terrible. I recommend you check it out, Daredevil Annual Number One. So, yeah, that, there's that tangent for you guys. There's no, that history uh, lesson. Yeah, look them up. So they're infighting our fan gang, mostly because they called Mariah fat. Um, <laughs> but right at the end, Don Charles like the greatest group of criminals that never was. Well. Yes, I'm not entirely sure he's right about that, but bless him. Nostalgia makes us all believe that things were better in the good old days. Still better than the Emissaries of Evil. Yes, and... uh, Just saying. Probably still better than many, like, teams, but... uh, Like the champions? They've certainly had a lot of... (laughs) I meant of baddies. Um, But they've had a lot of longevity. I mean, like, most of them... The fact they're still around in the comic these days, even not as a gang... But even then, they lasted quite a while. And then we switch to now, and we get the big bright oranges and yellows back. I don't know who half these people are, but I love this panel. Like, yeah, I, love the I, crab I don't know dude. who half of them are as well. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. Um, he looks amazing. He does. And uh, Luke's got his hoodie on. And Danny's yeah, and got the, trainers the, on. And he's got his... Uh, Danny's got some fuzz going on. He always does in this comic. He's not a a shaver in this comic. He kind of goes... Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he does. I don't know. But there's like a... Dude, that looks like a minotaur there. And... Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's the gorilla guy. I can't remember his name. there's the gorilla guy, and then someone with lots of knives. Yeah. And, you know, as as they always do, Luke and Danny are chatting while fighting. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're, they're so good, they can do this. And Luke's saying... Tell me again, how's this our fault? Uh, and Danny's like, it's not our fault, it's our responsibility. And Luke's like, well, how is it our responsibility? Danny was... Someone has to round up... Yep. Go oh, on. sorry. No, you go for okay. it. Someone has to round up the convicts that escaped from Rikers. No, duh. And someone's got to stop global warming. I'm going to use a dumb voice for Luke because he's bigger. So, <laughs> yeah. Do we have to discuss this now? you got something better to talk about? Try concentrating on the task at hand. You can't multitask. Fine. This is our responsibility because we protect the streets. This is what we do. The fact that we were at Rikers during the breakout is irrelevant. Damn, I hate when you're right. It's some nice logic by Danny there. And throughout all that, uh, there being the poopy out of all of the bad guys. Uh, Danny's uh, just hitting that dude in the face. Luke's hitting that dude in the face. There's, <laughs> the some, great, guy. there's some great punches and kicks. And, yeah, all, and all that, the baddies are that, like flat out on the floor. And the, uh, when Danny like knees that lobster guy in the face, oh, that's, that's awesome. a really lovely panel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they're all down for the count, unsurprisingly. And um, Danny's right, which is good. I'm sure with... Carl knows who these people are. Yeah, Maybe. I feel bad that I don't, but I don't. Yeah. It's alright, I'll be able to name all the good guys. So they're all on the ground, Gorilla Man's like, I hate you guys, and the cops arrive, and Danny's, you know, just hoping that this doesn't affect the terms of his bail and he doesn't get arrested again. And Luke mentions that uh, when he gets shot, it still hurts, despite the fact that he's bulletproof. Yeah. I think he's mentioned it. I, I think it's come up in Luke Cage comics before that it's kind of annoying for him. Um... And then the police come and tell them to put their hands in the air. 
and Luke's like, we're going to be late for this meeting, and Danny's like, oh, you can blame me, and Luke's like, I will. Danny kind of has this weird grin going on. <laughs> yeah. They have their they have their hands up. They're like, yeah. yeah. Me mean no trouble. Please don't like shoot us or choke us or whatever. Then we go to Tombstone. But now this is modern Tombstone, even though it goes muted again because he's got yeah. his whisper back. And his like office is still completely trashed. And he is talking to Mr. Fish while looking at an old photo of the gang, the Fang Gang, with all their filed teeth. Yeah, they look so good. Um, they're talking about whether his power's slipping, and um, Mr. Fish says someone's going to try and take you down. I hear Black Cat's got her eyes on you. She likes gentrification. Um, and, you know, Lonnie says to Mont, Morty, Mort, what's his name, Mort? Uh, I always just call him Mr. Fish. Mortimer. Mortimer. He goes, yeah. you've got power, others want to take it, I'm here to help you, Lonnie. Ride or die, son, ride or die. So, and then we leave them and go back to our boys, who are overseeing the reconstruction of Heroes for Hire HQ. Um, which is being done by some of the reformed or former criminals that they've been helping. Um, including, yeah. So they've got Shadrick Daniels, who was previously Manga, um, and he's carrying a, a massive uh, thing on his Gerda. Gerda, that's the word I was looking for. I, was trying, yeah. to, I tried to look for the word. <laughs> he's just on his shoulder while smiling happily. So. Yep. Yeah, you know, and thanking them for the... Uh, for the opportunity to help and to have a proper job. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I really like that scene. I, I like this whole thing that they're helping these people get jobs, that they, you know, they're not just kind of... Because all too often in comics, people, you know, the heroes come and, like, do a, you know, save people and then just, you never hear from the people again. And these people, they're actually yeah. going to seem to follow and, and this whole people who've been wrongfully arrested or who've reformed criminals is, is very rarely dealt with. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, the, 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 um, the, 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 the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, formerly known as Mangler and Luke Cage end up like, you know, shaking hands that way. And, uh, yeah, this is a nice scene. And I like the panel where he's talking about how much beef him and Luke had back in the day. And it's got the, yeah, the old, you know, all the like, dots. dots yeah. yeah, and uh, Power Man punching him out. So yeah, it's, I really like that yeah. page. Um, and then they go into their headquarters, and then there's Keith from the last issue, or last two issues, whatever, and he was just plain, like, wrongfully incarcerated. Like, they made up his criminal record and, invest- and arrested him. But uh, now he's uh, doing stuff for them, too. And uh, he says he compiled all the data that you asked for and cross-referenced it with everything from the Department of Corrections and categorized it. And Luke doesn't understand anything he just said. <laughs> but then he also He's said, special. everyone's waiting for you inside the meeting room. I can't believe who's in there. And then you get Luke say to Danny, do you want to do the talking? Danny says, you talk. Everyone likes you more than they like me. And Luke just responds, this is true. It is true. It is true. It shouldn't be true, but it is true. We all know who to thank. 
Yeah. But also, Danny's not had as much to do with most of them. Whereas Luke's kind of led a lot of them as Avengers. That's true. And not then to give we too much of Avengers. a spoiler of who's through the door, but it's the Avengers. And Deadpool's there. Now, when Deadpool got led into the Avengers, I'm just like, that's it. Being an Avenger is completely meaningless. In fact, I think I've said this before, where being a hero for hire has more meaning than being an Avenger now. Because every now that Deadpool's in there, everyone is an Avenger. Well, and I and Deadpool's I'm a been, long time Deadpool fired. fan. Oh really? That makes you feel any better, yeah. Yeah, it does. It makes okay. sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here so, to make you feel better about these things. Yeah, yeah, there's the Avengers. Well, kind of. There's like the Avengers plus. Because Daredevil's there. And Black, pa- yeah, well, Black Panther's not is an ultimate. It's like X Avengers and Avengers. It's probably anyone they can get their whole, their hands on. I mean, the the original Avengers they have are like what Vision, Cap, both Caps. Um. And Hulk isn't Bruce Banner anymore, no, is he? No, it's Amadeus Cho and Wolverine's Laura. X-23. Yeah, I know Wolverine is X-23. Well, it's yeah. fairly, fairly clearly a female one. Then you've got uh, the young Nova instead of not Rich Rider and Miles Morales Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. So why is Bruce Banner not the Hulk? Uh, he's dead. What? Sorry. Oh, fuck it. Um, he... Just, you cover it. <laughs> he... You cover this page, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bruce Banner is not the Hulk because uh, it's really complicated but anyway Amadeus took it from him so he could not have the Hulk thing um, Bruce Banner was doing is, do, is was doing fine doing some research off in some remote area to make sure he wouldn't become the Hulk again and um, Civil War 2 did for him anyway so, <laughs> but we have both caps we have uh, female Thor or Thor, who happens to be female. Um, the Spider Woman, Black Panther, Storm, which is interesting because of. Um, and we've got Miss Marvel in there as well. So we've kind of got uh, Scarlet Witch is the here, even though in the comics she's off on her own. Uh, uh, Mockingbird's here. There's a lot of people who in the comics are not really together at the moment. So they've, they've basically pulled together a lot of people. Misty Knight's right in the foreground, we should probably mention. She's right there next to And Colleen. And Colleen, yes. We should mention our girls, because, you know. So they've pulled together everyone they could get hold of, it looks like. Uh, And there's Doctor Strange as well. I don't know if we mentioned him. Um, It's it's Steve Rogers who mentions that they're late, of course, because Steve. Um, (laughs) uh, And they imply they had a bet on it. Um, They now own 50 bucks. Right, uh... Danny apologises for being late, and Luke says, let's get down to it, uh, and starts talking fiddle-faddle, etc., etc. Miles says, what's fiddle-faddle? Danny tried to explain badly. Um, <laughs> we're getting very confused. Luke uh, explains using actual expletives. Um, but what they basically come down to say is what they found out about this uh, programme is that, and that they're saying they've got a new pro, they've got a new, they, Luke and Danny have got a new mission. Steve says, what exactly are you telling us? Because, you know, Steve, bless him. Not known for his knowledge of computer things. 
Uh, right, so then we get the actual explanation. So Luke says, Our last case were hired by families of ex-cons that were being hunted by a gang of skip tracers and thrown in prison. Danny says, We were still figuring out who the bounty hunters were working for, but we do know this much. They were using a sophisticated facial recognition program that can log into every known law enforcement organisation. Um, and then Miles interrupts them again to say, Wait, facial recognition program that accesses criminal databases... Luke says it does more than access databases, it hacks into them. It can create a criminal record where there isn't one, issue an outstanding warrant, and get someone sent to prison for a crime they didn't commit. Danny adds, it can also erase all criminal records. We've compiled all the data, sending it to all of you now. And you see Hulk, Sam Wilson Cap, Storm, Ms. Marvel, Mockingbird, looking at their phones. And I'm really hoping Daredevil is not looking at his phone. But I get it the made... impression he's not looking at it. He's, he's, like he's, he's feeling not really look. Yeah, he's he's. It doesn't even like a phone what he's holding, honestly. But Daredevil's just kind of assume he's getting the information, Daredevil way. I thought he was using like a sensor touchpad thing. Yeah, but uh, really, that's what it looks like. But I don't know. Then again, it... with this artist, it is a bit inconsistent. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't really know why Daredevil would need to quickly. I mean, I get why he'd be interested from the law perspective. But I'm guessing he would also take the information, take it out, and look at it, you know, look at it in more detail with like a braille thing and whatever. Um, so, than... but anyway, I thought that was an interesting choice to have Daredevil as one of the ones in there. I got a couple of questions. I'm not even going to talk about where Daredevil is right now. I'm so mad I'm not reading his comics. Um, but I thought Steve Rogers was dead and old. Okay, we're gonna. What are we gonna do this? Steve Rogers is no longer old. Okay. Okay, no, never mind. Let's just keep going. Um, um, and Steve Rogers is no longer old, but it's um, which had to do with a reality change from the oh Cosmic Cube. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, okay, and the other thing, where's Peter Parker? Wasn't he the... Uh, I'm assuming they can get hold of him. Well, he's going through the whole clone conspiracy thing at the moment, but I'm assuming that the ones they've pictured are the ones they were told wouldn't be off doing other things. Is Dan Slott still writing Spider-Man? He is, yeah. There's a rumor oh, that he there's God. a rumor that he might not be eventually, but currently he's doing this. There's a mini kind of Spider-Man event to do with clones. Not no, let's not get started with yeah, any of that. Yeah, let's not go. Let's not get into that. Oh, God. Uh, oh. So then on the next page we get reaction shots from Misty, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Ms. Marvel, Vision, Deadpool, Sam Alexander Nova. Um, Daredevil, Mockingbird, Colleen, Steve, Thor, well, all of them. I think everyone that's there. Yeah, everyone's there. There's a little reaction shot. Um, and Luke's saying, for me and Danny, our top priorities are going to take, uh, taking down whoever created the software, making sure every wrongfully incarcerated person is set free. Danny says, we're telling all of you this because we're, this is what we're doing, period. If someone's in prison because of records the software manipulated, even if that someone has a prior record, then Luke finishes the, his sentence. We're getting them out legally through proper channels, but no one is doing time for a crime they didn't commit on our watch. And then Danny says, "Any questions?" In other words, come on, fight me! I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, and we go back to the South Bronx. And we got uh, Cotton, Cornell Cottonmouth Stokes, and uh, he's talking to Ray Piranha Jones. And essentially, uh, Cottonmouth has escaped from prison during that whole prison break thing. 
and uh, Ray set him up. He's setting him up with like a place to stay and some work and a suit even. And yeah, <laughs> I, I love this part. Uh, Cottonmouth just saying, "Gotta tell you, man, never thought I'd get out of the Bing. Good thing." Them superheroes can't keep from slapping themselves around like they owe each other money. Yeah, that was a really good down <laughs> of Civil War too. Yeah, it's actually I I was talking to a this is before Civil War two and before the election was over. I was talking to a friend who listens to the podcast and uh, he said this and I thought it was pretty funny. And he's like, "Are you going to do an episode on how Civil War two is an allegory for the 2016 U.S. presidential election?" No one wants anything to do with it. It ruins everything it touches, and it's being shoved down our throats whether we want it or not. Kind of true. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'm no fan of Civil War 2. I've I've ordered the last... I've bought the last few issues. Don't ask why. It's a very long story I don't want to get into, but otherwise I've absolutely avoided Civil War 2. Yeah. Um, and, And everything I've read of it, I mean, has been... Really badly written, beautiful art. It has absolutely beautiful art, but the writing is dreadful, and the tie-ins have all been. Every tie-in I've read has been better than the main issue. So, yeah. see, that's what I found with um, recently. I can't remember why, you know, because I'm I'm Spider-Man was like uh, my childhood superhero. You know, he was yeah. always my favorite, and going through teenage years and reading like the Stanley Spider-Man run was just like the best thing ever because it was just perfect. And so anyway, like most of the Spider-Man I've read is that stuff. I've read some scattered stuff later on, but not much. Like I read the black symbiote suit. I never read the Venom saga though. Like, you know, but uh, anyway, for some reason I picked up superior Spider-Man because I'm like, you know, Doc Ock is Spider-Man. is just something I can't pass up. Yeah. Yeah. So I read that and I read the tie-ins, and what I noticed is that the main title which Dan Slott was writing had good ideas, but the execution of the writing was kind of terrible, and it was really simplistic. But all the spin-offs and offshoots about it were, like, really, really, really good. I think like, perhaps just, it's people uh, some who Some amazing stuff there. Yeah, I think maybe the people who write the spin-offs because they're caring about different characters than just getting the main story across. But I don't, I don't know. I think maybe either sometimes these events are just, I don't know. I, I really have very little good to say about Civil War Two. Well, I guess like the the superior the team up issues were some like really good stuff. Yeah. You know, like Doc Ock as Spider Man was like a really interesting character in one title, and kind of just like, oh yeah, he's a jerk in the other title. You know. And I guess it was like that with Civil War One as well. Like all the offshoots and Frontline are really good, but the main, you know, title was like yeah. Secret Wars was good. I like Secret Wars. That was that was a good one. So I mean, like there have been good ones recently. I think maybe we just got too many events, and this one just seems like the most forced one in years. I heard Secret Wars was good. Yeah, it was. It was really good, and um, and I loved all the tie-ins. So, but they were more like. Go write whatever you want, have fun in the Marvel Universe. You get like 1872 and Planet Hulk revisited with Captain America on Devil Dinosaur. You know, I mean, like. Wasn't there like a one where Shang-Chi was like a drunken master? Yeah, yeah, that's an Iron Fist is in it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, um, 
it, you know, it was a lot of fun. There was Ghost Riders, which was like um, Ghost <laughs> Racers, where they're on like they do like drag racing. The Ghost Riders. Yeah. That's kind of fun. So I mean, they had a lot of fun with it. But 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 the main title itself, the sort of nine issues, I think it was in the end, um, was a really good story. Um, Wasn't it Hickman? Yeah, it was Hickman doing. So that would probably Avengers explain it. And the coming at the end of his two years of like Avengers stuff. So I mean, like, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it, that does explain it. But this one's just so. Ugh, it's really manufactured. There's a terrible cliffhanger at the end of each one. There's these deaths that make no sense. Um, there's no continuity stuff. Like I said, you know, we've seen Luke say he wants nothing to do with it. The next issue of Civil War, he's there fighting. So. Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? Uh, I don't know if you saw. Did anyone hear that whisper? Oh, did you, did really you see in one, of, in, in one of the? There's a Gwenpool appearance where. And I don't know if you know the shtick with Gwenpool that she's supposed to be. She's a comics reader who's been whipped into the comics universe. So she I've was, heard, and yeah. I'm still confused, but whatever. <laughs> and and I I really I thought I was gonna hate Gwenpool. Like honestly, the first the, the first story of hers I read I couldn't stand. But I'm, I slowly the more I've read of it, I actually genuinely I like her a lot more than Spider Gwen. And she's there is something very funny about her. But there's one appearance she had made in someone else in like one of the annuals. Where she's like going, is this a tie-in? Did Bendis write this? <laughs> it's quite funny. So um, was everyone know. speaking like teenagers? Yeah, whatever. It was. It was a comment about how bad things were, and she was like, Did Bendis write this one, and it is quite funny that yeah. they can get away with these little these little comments. But um, what I, was that? Um, uh, what I think it was. Who was it? Uh, what's his name? It's not Miracle Man. It was. Oh, how am I forgetting? It was coming in the... Anyway, like, the artist, like, drew John Byrne without a spine. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, there was, he just had a complete rail against all these people in Marvel, and he got it, like, published, and it was hilarious. Um, I can't believe I can't remember the name of that. But this, you know, it, I like... And the, the it's thing Marvel. Is, oh, yeah, well, he's... No, I don't know. Oh, it's Adam quite a few. Strain? Adam... Adam Strange. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, God damn it. This is driving me crazy. I'm sorry. You, you just continue with the issue because All I'm right. going to... All right. I'll continue with the issue. So, we are back with... So, we're with Cottonmouth and Piranha. Um, and Piranha's sort of saying... You know, oh, Lonnie's saying... No, Piranha is saying... It's not just the uh, superheroes fighting. There's a lot of uh, real estate in play, especially uptown. Um, and Cottonmouth says, what about Lonnie? He's got all of Matty Hattie locked down north of 96. Um, and Piranha says Lonnie had it locked down, but his empire's crumbling. So they're obviously talking about all the uh, crime syndicates. Um, and Cottonmouth says, you know, I ain't got no love for Lonnie, especially after what he pulled last time. But other than Fisk, nobody can hold it together like Lonnie Lincoln. And uh, he says, you've got to bring him down. Hell, I'll swing the axe, but it's got to be a good plan because tombstone don't fall easy. And then we see a woman in shadow coming through the door. Uh, Piranha says, I've got more than a plan. I've got a partner in crime, and this broad is as bl- bad as she is cold-blooded. I'm talking Rick James, cold-blooded. And then Felicia Hardy says, oh, Raymond, I love it when you talk about me by referencing my favourite musician, but please... 
If you call right, me a so, fraud one more time, I'll cut out your <laughs> tongue. Two things here. Number one, it was Adam Warlock. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense once you hear it's Adam Warlock. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is Black Cat, uh, last time I saw her was in Dan Slott's Amazing Spider-Man run, because I kept reading after Superior uh-huh. Spider-Man, then I dropped it like a sack of potatoes. Um, she became pretty evil. Yeah, she's... Um, like, she went full villain. Is she still like that? She's still full villain, um, because Silk was undercover with her pretending to be a criminal so she's definitely head of some crime syndicate but also i've got a point on this page and that is that sanford green should not be allowed to draw women in this position in this pose ever again because this is almost as bad as the captain marvel cover oh uh, let's not let's not fly off the the bender's wagon here the, that that captain marvel cover is literally one of the worst i've ever seen in my entire life okay yeah. this one it's not great, but that cat's and that was like a mutated but this, this monster. Is, this is reminiscent of it, and it's almost from the this same perspective. So he should just not draw people. And I'm, I, let's not, not just women, because I'm guessing that men drawn from this perspective would also have the same issues. He has an issue with this perspective, and I love his art, but he should just not do this. Yeah. And, uh, from what I, so Black Cat, it seems like she still can't get over. Doc Ock Spider-Man beating the ever-wedding snot out of her and arresting her. <laughs> and yeah. she still blames Peter for that. So, I, yeah, the, so she's still... I can't blame her, I guess. No, I she's guess. ready to conquer Tombstone's business. <laughs> Did you read that? <laughs> and She's like... Like, uh, Doc Ock Spider-Man's chasing after her and she's playing, like, cat and mouse like it's Peter. And then yeah. he just falls and, like, punches her in the face. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it just cool. ties her up. Superior Spider-Man was, is one of those things everyone should read. Yeah, it's it, especially the as I said before, like the 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 spin-offs because they're better written than the main yeah. series. The main series is good for like the novelty. Um, sorry about no. that tangent. I That's I all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's uh, saying back. let's go take them out, Tombstone. So you can do the next bit with the boys. Yep, so we're back to the boys, as Rebecca so eloquently put it. <laughs> and uh, Danny's like, how do you think they took it? I don't care. Both of the Captain America seemed okay. I can't get a read on the new Spider-Man. What is he, like 12? Don't matter. The only thing that matters is that we take care of this thing. And i got to tell you, partner, I feel like we're in over our heads. One step at a time. We start figuring out who created this software and why, said Danny. And, yeah, Luke says that's what he was trying to do when Danny was in prison. Gadget copied the data off the Agnatus, but he couldn't crack the software on the device, and he hasn't heard from him or Senor Magico or Cockroach since before the fiddle-faddle hit the fan at Rikers. And I don't know where to find anyone. Don't worry about me, amigo. You can always count on Senor Magico. Magico. Where have you been? That is a complicated story. So the oh, wait, Ignatus do they have was... a poster for the get-down on their, on their, their board there? The get-down. That was cool. That's I a can't see it. Um, on the right, behind Cindy oh, Magico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a Netflix show about the start of hip-hop. So I was going to watch Stranger Things and Carl ruined the monster. So I was like... Oh. The get-down's really fun. Oh. So, uh, the, the go back, cause we remember, like, back last issue, uh, Senor Magico was trying to hack the software, and a demon was protecting it. It was strange, but cool. 
And yeah, it was protected by a magical spell, and uh, he was lucky his soul wasn't devoured and then transformed into demonic excrement, a face a fate worse than death. And essentially, the skinny is Signor Magico failed to get through the spell, a shame that burns deep in his soul. Someone stole the Ignitus from him as well. So Danny's like, that's not good, and Luke fritz out. What? How I... Hey, diddle, diddle, the cat and the fiddle. (laughs) And Luke's face looks like he's just had a stroke or something. He's just completely broke. (laughs) And Luke starts going off. You lost the Ignitus? It's okay. He'll be fine. (laughs) He's like, I did lose it, but I saw who took it. You saw who took it? I'm not even going to try and say that. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not Spanish I will help speakers. you find him. Yeah. And uh, he says he'll help him find him. Now we go back to Black Mariah and Don Trail. I'll let you take this final bit here. Uh, so Mariah's saying, Don Trail, okay. what kind of mess have you got me in this time? In a big sort of Laurel and Hardy nod there. And he says, girl, I ain't getting you in no mess. I'm getting you out of one. You know how I always take care of my folks. And you, my folks. And she says, don't try and get up in my cookie jar. Anyway, and she's saying, look, there's a new player in town. He took care of me. He'll take care of you. Um, And the shrouded figure says, I understand your concerns, Mariah. Um, You don't know me. You don't know what I'm about. And I look young, which makes you question my ability to do whatever Dontrell claims I can do. He says, let me, let the lady speak for herself. So, Mariah talks about how she and Jenny escaped from Rikers the other day. They've been lying low until they come up with a plan. But Dontrell says, you can fix things. Dontrell says, I'm telling you, girl, the big boss man here is making you a deal you can't turn down. He says, um, oh, yeah, I heard what you did to Tombstone, you and your friend. I can help you both if you come work for me. And she's like, you want me to come work for you? And Don Charles like, do it, do it, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, and the shrouded figure says, you'd be surprised how much I know about you, Mariah. You've been running small crews but getting no respect. I've been looking for someone like you, someone to help me get my new operation up and running. And she says, what operation are you talking about? And we finally see the face of the shrouded figure. And he says, something I've been putting together for a while now. I'm calling it the New Pride. Uh, and his subtitle says, Alex Wilder, former runaway, aspiring crime boss, back from the dead. Dun, uh, dun, dun. And, and he's holding the Ignitus. Yeah, he's holding the Ignitus. There's loads of books and, behind him. And um, the book at his feet. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> From he's, greatest he's minds got, he's ever. Got a, he's got a t-shirt on saying, that's how I roll. He's got a badge called saying now on. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a poster like those, of Doom uh, behind uh, him. Some... Some cute little uh, Fantastic Four Fantastic figures. Fantastic Four action. Yeah. yeah. Lo- basically like a teenage criminal lair, it looks like. Yeah. So, um, oh, one one other thing. I haven't seen the Fantastic Four around. Like, they don't have a title. What are they doing? Uh, they are not around. They are... Johnny is hanging out with the Inhumans. He has been having an affair that with makes sense. Oh, wow. sleeping with her sister, so that's a little bit, you know. Yeah, come on, Johnny. Opera. It's a bit, it is a bit human torch, though. And Ben was with the Guardians, who have now come to Earth, and it has been shown in a couple of comics that have skipped some of the Civil War delays 
that Ben Grimm is now a agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. But Sue and Reed are where they were left at the end of Secret Wars, which is not on Earth. Okay. Along with their children. I don't want to say too much more because Secret Wars really is worth reading. But if you want to know what's happening right. in Fantastic Four, that will pretty much explain it all for you. Um, and, and, this is, and this page is also hard to talk about without ruining the runaways. So, <laughs> in fact, this, this page in itself ruins the runaways. So, kind of apologies for that. Read the runaways. It's amazing. Um... But yes, I, I think a lot of anyone who's read The Runaways will do a little cheer to hear Alex Wilder is back. Yeah, I haven't read The Runaways, but I am aware of uh, the yeah. situation, and it must be quite nice. Yeah. I mean, The Runaways is it's uh, Brian K. Vaughan, um, and it's about the children of bad guys who find yeah. out their parents aren't heroes, they're bad guys, and run away. Basically, so it's a pretty it's a pretty cool premise. It's um, a, it's a is. very cool premise. It's got some very cool people in it. Uh, Nico Minoro is hanging is is one of the the, the runaways, and she's still around. Um, many of the others have not really been seen much since the runaways and tie-ins to things like Civil War One, not Civil War Two. War, um, war, war. <laughs> it was actually a terrible tie-in, but whatever. One of the tie-ins that wasn't good, but um, yeah. Uh, they, the Runaways, they did a kind of take on the Runaways during Secret Wars, which I believe was actually drawn by Samford Green. Okay. Um, which was set in a kind of like, um, it was set in a school. Um, it was a bit like Ender's Game meets Marvel Runaways kind of thing, but it wasn't with the same kids. But it had Bucky Barnes as a hall monitor, so it was quite, it was quite a sweet little story. But I think Samford Green wrote it, which is, uh, drew it, which is kind of a, a nice connection. Um, but yeah, Alex Wilder died in the Runaways, clearly, which is why it's saying back from the dead. Um, and the pride is a reference to uh, T'Challa's uh, little group of uh, heroes called the Pride, who also just turned up in Black Panther. So that's kind of, and that was like Luke yeah. and Misty and Storm and and that. So this will be like the anti. So it's very much a, we're starting into this what's happened with Alex Wilder and him starting up a new gang. Yeah. I thought it was pretty exciting. That's the issue? Um, What did you think of it? I thought it was pretty exciting. I mean, I liked... I mean, I liked the colours. I liked how the colours worked. I liked seeing Danny and... I liked liked seeing Luke, except that Danny's not an idiot. Um, So that was kind of cool. But Danny accepting that he's maybe not as well-loved as Luke. Yeah. Um, I like seeing. It's nice to see them interact with the other heroes, but not in the sort of civil war context. Um, yeah. And I, I have honestly, I thought it was a really good setup for what's coming next. I mean, obviously, this was really just to set up that reveal on the last page. But unlike other comics where you get a a last page clanger, I, I didn't feel like, oh my god, I need to read the next comic now. But I felt I'm now looking. For, I now know what to expect from like. I now know what we're getting into. Like, the next arc is going to be this new gang. It's probably going to have Mariah in. We'll have Alex Wilder, who's very intelligent. So rather than have some of these idiots lead, we're going to have, like, another yeah. possibly good set of baddies who have only ever needed leadership. I think David Walker has possibly tapped into something of a sort mm. of street-level 
baddies. It's like, you know, we know Kingpin's a bit of a criminal mastermind. Um, yeah. But there's, you know, well, like, yeah. a lot of the others are idiots. So it's kind of weird that none of them have been swept up by someone who could say, well, actually. Yeah. You know. So I really liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, as you said, like, the bat, the, it is like a possible formidable bad guy. So the series might be taking a more serious turn, I guess. Um, I, my only complaint about the issue is if you're not familiar with all these characters from like 40 years ago, mm-hmm. then it'll just be a bit more confusing and not as enjoyable, I would say. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit dependent on previous knowledge, but I mean, that, that, you know, that's, Sometimes that just happens, you know. Um, I feel like there could have been a bit more explanation as to, like, who these people are if you don't know who they are. Like, you know, Mortimer, before he was all weird, it's like, okay, well, who's Mortimer if you don't know that he's Mr. Fish? I mean, Mr. he's Fish. not referred to as Mr. Um, Fish once in this issue. So that, every yeah, time, every time me true. and Connor have said Mr. Fish, that's because we know who they are. I mean, um, but I wonder if maybe they'll explain it as we see more of them. Yeah. If because I, I I don't know I mean like because yeah. one of the things people do complain about with Bendis and and Slot as well even is that there's a lot of exposition and I thought this was quite a nice mix of explaining. Hey, those guys have to fill their issues somehow. Right. Um, you can't ex- do it with good writing, so. <laughs> of ex- explaining who everyone is, but not but maybe doing it over the arc rather than in one issue. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's also hard yeah. for us to judge because we do know who the people are. So, like, you'd really need to, like, grab someone who'd not read very much. Well, the thing is, I didn't know who a few of them were the first time I read it. Right. So, I was speaking from personal experience. I was a bit confused. I didn't really enjoy the issue that much. But the second time I read it, I knew who those people were. So, I right. enjoyed it a lot more. Um, yeah, because as I said, I'm not a Luke Cage guy. Right. Like, I think he's fine. You know, but yeah, I and most of these are Luke, Luke Cage. Cage buddies, yeah. I've read, like, the first two issues of Hero for Hire. Um, which is like essentially his origin story. Yeah, but yeah. I, I only read it this year, so it's quite recent for me. Um, like I've read yeah. everything from Powerman and Iron Fist onwards of, of Luke. No, I haven't. I haven't read a lot of his Avengers stuff, but I'd read a lot of it, but just not the real original because it's really yeah. hard to read. Um, from again modern day sen- some of what we were saying about Danny earlier, it's very hard to read from modern day sensibilities. Some of the ways people talk to and to Luke. And about Luke, yeah, um, you know, but sorry, my cat's <laughs> my cat's just a bit. Okay. Um, I was like trying to distract her from walking on keyboards. <laughs> um, but but no, I'm I'm looking forward to this arc. I just like I think, yeah, it was yeah. a good it was it was a good issue. I liked it. Um, they had some really nice scenes in there as well. So yeah, I'd be interested to see if any of the I mean like. I'm not. Uh, I'd be interested to know, like, I guess why they thought they needed to tell all the heroes what they were up to. That yeah, I guess I thought that the first time, second time reading it, I thought maybe it's just because after the last time where the heroes just keep interfering with what they're doing, maybe yeah. they just want to be left alone. Oh yeah, I, I guess know, maybe I after, be left alone. and also maybe after like, the Carol intervention, it's just like, look, we're doing this. If you want to come after us, come after us. But uh, or maybe it's just saying you can't. We're not going to be at your beck and call for like Avengers level stuff. Cause and it's also, Lucky, it's also it's also we're free. Oh, shit. If you sorry. see us, no, no, sorry. The cat learned how she can turn the computer off. Oh. 
So I'm just moving her from oh, that big button. <laughs> so the the other thing is they might be like going, you know, we're going to be freeing a bunch of criminals, but we're doing that for this reason. Yeah. So yeah, if you see us like doing a lot of effort to get criminals out of prison, it's because of this. So you know, just leave us alone. We're doing yeah. it because <laughs> much leave you guys us alone. messed up. We don't like yeah. you anymore. You're all weird. Yeah, no, no. Spider-Man's 12. And, it's quite you know, funny because, and here's another con- weird little continuity thing. In uh-oh. in a recent Spider-Man issue, um, Miles had a very long chat with Luke. <laughs> so Luke does kind of know who Miles is. Ah. Uh, um, right. And it was actually a very funny one because... Um, basically Jessica was talking to him and Luke turns up and, and he's like I'll, I'll handle it and she's like and he and Luke's being really like obnoxiously arrogant but in a very funny way he's like well who wouldn't want to talk to me I'm amazing kind of thing oh, they really screwed the pooch with the ultimate universe yeah I'm sure there's a podcast about that though anyway um, we should probably wrap up yes I have to get to London so yes uh, so yeah uh as usual, send us mail and stuff. I'll have a little after message there. So until, hope you enjoyed it. Until, until next time, may your fists become unto things of iron. And I've just got a purring cat, so I can't do much now. But goodbye and thank ah, you yeah. for listening, and we will be back soon. Okay. Peace. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney, and any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist, um, and if you don't want it read out on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook. The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon with hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us real quick. And then there's our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. We are also on iTunes. Feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars. Well, just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that. And last but not least, we are on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks. <laughs>